you're going to go through a lot of years where you're not getting paid or you're not getting what you want out of it in terms of monetary uh, benefit. But if you work hard enough at it, you'll, you'll run into the right people. Because if you're working at it, that means you're, you're, you're dedicating hours to it. When you dedicate hours, that's more people to meet. Um, never pass on the opportunity to go meet somebody. Welcome to the Passion Behind the Art Show. It's all about diving in with individuals to learn the story behind their passion. It's your host, Daryl Pinna. All right, I'm super excited to have RJ Santillo on the Passion Beyond the Art Show. Um, I've been listening to him. This is the first time seeing him face to face, but listening to him on one of my favorite shows, the Michael K Show. Um, RJ, thank you for joining, bro. Oh, no doubt, Daryl. Thanks for having me, man. All right, so let's jump right into it. How did RJ's journey start into radio? Oh, I'll give you the short version. Um, I guess when I was in high school, I, uh, you know, a lot of people have to do those projects where the teacher is like, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? So that was junior year for me. And uh, I was like sports, I played sports, but when it came to a career, I, I never thought about it. And, uh, I realized I wanted to be in sports, but I wouldn't actually be able to play the sports because I, I, I suck too much. So I was like, well, how do I keep how do I keep doing stuff around sports if I can't play? And and so eventually I got in touch with, you know, one of the local radio guys and uh, went to college. And this was the only thing I ever wanted to do. And uh, I had a, a stop in, in Rochester, where I'm from, uh, up near like Buffalo uh for a couple of years after after college and then i, I was able to get to uh, one of the the espn owned stations uh, in new york part-time in 2013 and just kind of slowly climbed from there okay cool so like do, can you go back and see like what like what caused you to want to do radio because there's a lot of parts to sports sure. industry so why radio it's a good question. Um, when I was when I was in college, I I did do some TV. I did I did TV for three years, um, not as in depth as radio. And I, I also I also did some writing. I love writing. Um, obviously, TV is more more well known. But if I had to choose one one thing that I, I prefer doing or, or I think I'm better at, it'd probably be writing. Mm. Um, but I and, and I enjoy doing it. Um, like when I was in college, I always enjoyed writing uh, a, a paper over taking a test because I, I felt like a, uh, writing a paper you 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 control your own destiny more, I guess, if you will. Uh, but I did some of that, and but I just figured I figured out that I, I liked working with other people, um, so that would you know writing is tough. And with TV, I I do enjoy, but I guess TV even you know wasn't that long ago I was I was in college, but even in those. Uh, what seven years now uh, that I've been out? Uh, TV wasn't always as free flowing. There weren't as many personality driven shows. So at the time, it was more highlights and things like that. And mm. I mean, you know, we all know how things are changing. Mm. But I like the personality of radio. I like the 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 access you get to people. Um, whatever you are in radio, like if you're a cool person, if you're a jerk, if you don't know what you're talking about. That all gets exposed in, in talk format. Um, I, I actually I came up in, in a music world. Um, I worked at a music uh, morning show for for a couple of years and helped them out. Um, 
but uh, I, I like the, the personality behind it. Uh, TV's going that way. Like they have a lot mm-hmm. of shows now where, where the personality drives the show. Yes. But true. but that was the first thing that, that brought me in. Okay, cool. So um, what would you say was the hardest thing you had to overcome so far in trying to grow in this industry? I would say making this the sole source of income and doing it on a full-time basis Mm. there i kind of picked a weird time to get into radio i think um it's certainly an industry that is is changed in some cases downsized um like at my old place um in music maybe the midday person midday you know like 10 to 3 that you listen to years ago 20 years ago that that would just be their job they were the they were the midday person at the radio station. They were just the the talent. And on a music station, you may only talk six times an hour, seven right. maybe. Uh, you know, maybe you have traffic. You have to you have to say, oh, here's the traffic person. Maybe you have to do a, a commercial read for Ford. You know, check out your local Ford. Blah blah blah. But you're talking for a total of like four or five minutes, maybe if right. if it's not like a morning show or an afternoon show. So as time went by, like that person they would they maybe now they record their first hour or two of the, uh, of the show then maybe do the, the second half live but when they're not on the air they're they're the promotions director the marketing mm. director and so sports radio was in kind of a different place i guess because it was expanding because it hasn't been around that long mm. um not it's nearly as long as, as music stations mm. but it was definitely going through kind of a, a downsizing in the music world, but the sports world is and podcasting has grown because people now have access to the music, um, which I mean, it may, and that's a different kind of squeeze for the music industry. Right. Um, I know. I know a lot of these artists are, are you know, that's why you see things like like uh, Apple Music and 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 uh, Title things right. like that starting to to, to gain a foothold. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's it was it was tough to find a spot. Uh, it's like musical chairs; people don't give them up. Mm. Um, so you know, once you do find one, you you try and take a stranglehold on it and, and just keep climbing and never give it back. Yeah, that's true. Especially where you have an established spot, like you don't want to give that thing up. Right. But you know, it's funny. I never really thought about it, but now that you mention it, like especially sports radio as it's independent thing like it's really starting to blow up yeah people people are interested in the personality behind the sports now like the guys that are telling you the sports or the women that are telling you the sports um not just highlights and that that's a new thing i remember you know kind of coming up and it was it, sports radio has been around especially in major markets like new york like you've had you've had like a, like a wfn now for decades right but a lot of cities are just getting sports radio for the first time in the last, I don't know, 10, 12 years. Mm-hmm. And and the people that deliver you that news with <clears throat> a certain personality, that's the, the interest level of, of that other people have taken in that is is cool. Mm. Um, even something like like fantasy football, like, like right. Matthew Barry. <laughs> Matthew Barry never played fantasy football. Like there's like you can't go physically play fantasy football. It's on a computer. But he's been doing it forever, and so if you can be the first person that's that's in on something like that, um, and you know he did it through writing and podcasting, he does TV now, and it's interesting the personality that sports 
media has taken on is mm-hmm. fascinating mm-hmm. because we all get the news so fast now. You right. get on your phone, you see it on Twitter, your buddy tells you, text you, whatever. Right. And now it's almost like, how do you deliver it? And what else mm-hmm. do, you, do you do? You entertain. Sports radio has hit a crossroads with with entertainment, as has everything. We want to be entertained. We want to be entertained from sports in the first place. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's been cool because it lends itself to to having a lot of fun too. Yeah, that's it's fascinating, man. That's the, now here, and you talk about it. A lot of the the intricacies is pretty fascinating. So, who are some of the people that um, RJ, you know, draw support from? You say your support system. Definitely, my parents. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that's kind of the cliche answer, but my my parents always encouraged me to go do what I wanted to do. There was never that pressure because when you're coming up, I'll tell you, my first couple of years, uh, I, I started working in radio. My junior year of college uh into my senior year and uh, i did three unpaid internships when i graduated i was working for minimum wage uh for a couple of years so you would think that you there would be that pressure to kind of hey go get a real job i was part-time um you know go get a real job go find something that'll get you benefits and it, i would get it i would get it if they did but they you know they stuck with me and it I mean, listen, it's it's a different kind of hustle, right? It's uh, I was lucky enough where I didn't have like you know real problems, and I have parents that'll that support me, and you know there was no there were no deaths in the family, and there were you know nobody was sick, thank God. So I mean, you kind of learn like it's not life or death, like it's mm-hmm. a job. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, you put a lot into it. You need that job to you know, right. for the next 30, <laughs> thirty or forty years, you know, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, my brother, I live with my brother now uh, mm-hmm. in New York, and, uh, you know, I, I a lot of friends along the way that check in, how's it going, um, even now, uh, the people you meet here, my, my girlfriend now, Angela, uh, my co-workers now are awesome, like, I got a lot of people I can lean on, uh, I, I, I try and collect people through different stages right, of life, high right. school, college, you know, uh, people I played, played ball in high school with that I'm still best friends with and um technology makes it easy if you yeah. get someone you know if, if you if you're mad if you're sad if you're bummed out if you're excited you know i'm still one of those people that calls people so i i, I talk i talk <laughs> to a lot of people and, and uh you know just just try and uh just just try and you know it's, it's a way to keep in touch so when i have news good bad I, i'm definitely a, a a talker a venter if you will Makes sense. It makes sense. I like that term you said. You try to collect people along the way. I like that. Yeah, man. When you, I remember moving schools when I was younger. You start over. You don't got no friends. Right. And then and you're like, man, this sucks. <laughs> so, so, so when you meet some people, it, uh, uh, you know, I try and hang on to them. But yeah, you got you got to be a little lucky too, because you got to be you got to meet people that have the same interest as you, and you know, kind of look at life the same way. But it's it, it's fun when you meet people that don't. Uh, you know, different backgrounds, different cultures from different places. It's that, that, that makes it interesting. Yes. Yes, indeed. I agree with that a hundred percent. So how did the connection to ESPN come on? How did you get onto that vehicle? So ESPN came around when I was at my old job in Rochester and I was looking for a full-time job, and I got to the point with that place where I knew I was going to leave because I, I, I couldn't crack their, uh, their their full-time line. They got a lot of good people there. still do. Mm-hmm. I actually still, I still talk to a lot of them. 
And um, so I kind of figured, all right, what's next? And uh, one of the guys actually told me that works there that turned me down for a job. He said, you've applied to a couple of full-time jobs here, producer jobs, and obviously we've gone in another direction. So he was like, have you ever thought of, instead of applying to only full-time jobs, maybe apply to a part-time job in a big city instead of a full-time job in a medium or small city? And if you think you can do it, then bet on yourself. Go there part-time. It's going to be tough for a year or two. But if you can do what you think you can do, then it'll work out somehow. And I was like, you know what? That's, that's not bad. So I applied to a bunch of, I applied to, kept applying to full-time jobs, but I applied to part-time jobs too. And, and ESPN called and said, um, you know, we got something and uh, we want to talk to you. So I, I came down here and everything went well. Uh, we got to the end of the process and they're like, well, we can guarantee you about 20, you know, 20, maybe 25 hours a week to start. And I just said, well, I'm, I'm interested and, and I'm in, um, as long as you think I'll get a fair shake to move up. Like if I get a fair shake at things to, to, to attack this the way that I want to, um, then, then I'm in. And I said, all right, let's do it. And, uh, kind of took off from there. Okay. So what was, did you start off on the, uh, Michael K show right away? Um, when you got into ESPN? So I did not. Um, mm. I, when I first got there, I was working, exclusively uh nights and weekends uh i worked on the dave rothenberg show now who is a who's an espn radio host in the uh in the in the uh midday now and uh i worked with him two days a week like wednesday and friday and then uh and then there were other weekends where i'd work uh saturday sunday and uh usually three of those four days or all four of those i would work and did that for about six, seven months. So my first summer, I moved here in March, 2013. And so that first summer, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I Every Friday, Saturday night, Saturday, Sunday night was like four to midnight. And then maybe a Wednesday thrown in there. So I did that for about six, seven months. And then um, I got put on the Robin Lumberg show, uh, oh. who at the time was four to 6 a.m. So I, I would usually get up around like midnight, 1130. And I get to work by one, a little after. I'd be there till you know seven thirty, something like that, eight. And uh, I did that for two years and mm. learned a lot. A lot of stuff you could do on radio in the middle of the night. When, uh, <laughs> right, right. Wait, you don't get you don't get in trouble for. We had fun, man. We had fun. I I still say that uh, two to three a.m. is the most productive hour mm. that I've ever had in my in my life because the only people I would see in that one hour would be the cleaning guy and myself if I walked by a mirror because <laughs> there's nobody around. So it's just you and you just, you, that's when I found myself just finding new ideas, mm. throwing stuff out there because it's just you for that. For that. And then Robin would come in and we'd talk about the show and we'd start the show at four. And then uh, I had a quick six or seven month stop uh, in the, in the, in the midday. Um, which at the time was Alan Hahn and uh, Rick DiPietro, and uh, both great guys, both still with the station, just uh, you know on different schedules now. And uh, and then after that, uh, I got to the K Show in April of 2015. I've been there ever since. Oh, nice. So, nice. Maybe 16, 2016. I'm sorry. 
Nice. So when you were with um, Dave Rothenberg's show, that was when he was in the evening, right? Yeah, he's yeah. a good memory. Uh, yeah. seven to seven to midnight. Yeah, he had a five-hour show at that time, which is five hours a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cause, um, when I first moved to Georgia, like I was, I was missing sports terribly and just New York sports in general. And I just somehow, cause at that time, you know, it was all accessible. I never thought about like not being able to have it when I was in New York. So when I left New York, I was just searching, how can I get to listen to New York radio? Cause I cannot find it in Georgia. And I downloaded uh, the TuneIn app and once I got wind of the whole lineup, I just kept on every day. I would just listen from start to the end of day. So from as the show switched, I would know like who was coming up next and all of that stuff. So that's how I even remember that Dave Rothenberg was on the um, the evening show before he switched to morning. Well, thanks for listening. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, man. I till this day I listen. I'll be at work laughing, and everybody like, "Why are you laughing?" I'm like, "I'm listening to the Michael <laughs> K show." Like. How long does it take to prepare for like a show before you actually go live? I'll usually get in around somewhere around ten, um, and uh, and Andrew, the other producer mm-hmm. um, on the show, he, um, I'll run through stuff through him. He's he he he's the lead producer, so I'll get in, and I'll take that first hour just kind of read stuff, you yeah. know, get on social media, see what everybody's talking about, and then I'll you know I have a. a, a a few websites I hit and see what they're talking about. And, uh, you know, you kind of look for trends. Some days it's easier than others. Like, you come in the day after the Super Bowl, you know you're talking about the Super right. Bowl. Right. But 90% of the days I don't like that. So you you, you kind of figure out what you want to talk about, and then, then you almost want to make, like, a pie chart. Like, how much time do you want to spend talking about all this mm. stuff before, you know, you drive people crazy. So after that, I will... Uh, you know, kind of, kind of look at our commercials. Uh, make sure everything's there. Sometimes we've got to move some stuff around. Sometimes we've got to edit some stuff. Sometimes some need some commercials. You know, we have to have somebody voice it and and make sure it's ready to go. And uh, and then there's a few other little things. So, you know, I'll put on social media what guests we're gonna have and kind of get the ball rolling towards you know actually all right here it comes. It's all almost like a countdown like you ever you're on the highway and you see like uh you know in eight miles there's a there's a rest stop like mm. it just puts on your radar so i'll try and do some of that with all our social media if we have a guest coming up and and then the guys will come in and uh you know we'll kind of go back and forth about what we want to talk about how we want to attack it and uh and away we go so for the three, well, it's a two. It's two fifty-five now. But for the show, you're coming in at ten to start getting ready for it. Yeah, somewhere around there. I mean, I there's other stuff I I do at the station. Okay. Also, cool. um, I mean, it's not solely you know reading every article at ten o'clock for for the Michael <laughs> K show, but it's uh you it's yeah the the job as a whole. Um, okay. It all, all kind of traces back. It all helps out somehow. But yeah, I'll, I'll get in by 10 usually, usually every day and uh, start getting ready one way or another. Just, um, yeah, checking our mentions, you know, our, the comments. I, I, I read everything. Um, um, I don't respond to everything. Uh, some stuff I even, I even you have to delete <laughs> if, it's, uh, if it's on like our Facebook page just because, you know, things sometimes get out of hand. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I try and keep every, I try and get back to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone that emails, I try and get back to. Mm-hmm. 
if they that's like your customer if they thought enough to, to check out your show and reach out right. you know, only they say only one percent of your audience actually reaches out whether by phone or twitter or yeah that's or true facebook or twitter or, or twitter mentions or instagram so of those you know these one percent they thought enough to reach out so if they have a question of any kind i try and get back to them um but try and keep that that kind of if it's like on facebook or in the you know in the mentions on instagram you know mm-hmm. try and try even if you like their comment you know i i remember i would call radio station stuff when i was a kid so when they would answer they would they would play that song you requested like that makes you that hooks you like it, that keeps you in nice nice so are you the one that's handling the case shows social media for the most part or is it like a joint venture yeah andrew and i both do it okay um, but i yeah i would say i definitely make it a big part of my day okay 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 Makes sense. Makes sense. So when you got hired, like, did you know up front that you're going to be doing stuff like like ENN and stuff like that? Or is that something like just kind of comes to play? So that was um, you, you mean you mean like, like like actually doing it? Oh, like when I when I fill in. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, ENN is a uh, so ENN for for. Those don't know it's like a it's like it's a fun segment we do it's like the lighter news of the day um, that Peter Rosenberg usually does of uh, ESPN slash Hot ninety seven slash WWE fan <laughs> and stuff like that um, more on the air uh, I, I I used to think I, I wanted to do more on the air uh, mm-hmm. I used to like I had my own talk show in, in college and I did some play by play yeah football. seen it basketball stuff like that um you know in college fresh out of college and what i realized is sometimes what you want to do and sometimes what you're good at are are different things Mm. um i I was fine i thought uh you know i I don't know how far i could have gone with it um i enjoyed being a talk show host and uh i got i got to this point and i realized that the, the behind the scenes like the coaching i better coach than player is the analogy I would use. Okay. And I didn't realize until somebody pushed me on it. Some mm. of the, you know, some of the production, some of this, some of that. They said, you know, there, there are people that were, I was lucky enough would come up to me and said, you could be really good at this. Um, mm. And so I was like, well, I enjoy being a difference maker for, you know, I, on this stage because I, I don't, I don't think that um, I could necessarily be an, a, as good of a host as I can be a behind the scenes person. And I know, Hosting is what most people want to do. Hosting is what a lot of producers want to do because that's that's the fun part. You're on the air, right? Mm-hmm. So once I found some success in doing what I'm doing now, it was already in the first year or two more success than I had found in the years leading up to that wow. as being a host or things like that. Gotcha. So I enjoyed working for that for a bigger brand and in a big city and – it was one of those things where once I got rolling on that, I don't want I don't want that snowball to go back the other way. Gotcha. And and, and I've come to appreciate, um, you know, making a difference from from all aspects. The on air stuff is fun, but I'll be honest with you, I, I still enjoy it. I still I love doing it whenever I can fill in. I do anything on the air, um, but the things I get like a like a uh, like, like an emotional high off of are are different now. Like if I do something good production wise or. You know, whatever the case may be, behind the scenes, maybe you book a big guest. Like, I enjoy kind of making a difference on a bigger stage rather than um, 
what I would have personally been able to achieve on the air because gotcha. I think I think I had some limitations. Gotcha, I guess. Gotcha. So, are you the sole person that's doing the recap of the of after each hour? Um, are you talking about like like the podcast or like writing it down? I uh, no, I'm talking started... about like um, there's like a little mix you guys create, like of the like the oh, hype like a, the, uh, on the um, show, like the high points of or the funny points. Yeah, of each yeah. Hour. So yeah, at the top of the hour, we yeah. do like an hour hour in review. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, at four o'clock and five o'clock. Yeah, that that. That one is me. Um, that was a friggin' awesome, bro. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. That was one of those things where, you, you know, you, I, I, that's nothing new. Like, you in the radio show, you you know, any show you may listen to, you may hear them bring some kind of audio back, like an interview, and, and kind of put in some funny drops or movie quotes or whatever. And that was one of those things where I, I, I was the second producer on, on Dave Rothenberg. A lot of people said, oh, this, you know, you're second. Your goal should be to get to first. Like, that's the one who makes a big difference. And I agree. They lead the show. But I was like, you know what? You can make a difference from the second producer spot. Like, you could still influence the show and have fun right. with it. So right. I started I started how those started. And uh, they've... They've gotten a lot better since uh, the rough. <laughs> you heard those back then. Those, those are rough. Well, I actually heard, I listened some while back and I went up to Dave. I was like, why'd you let me do these? These are terrible. <laughs> like, this is your show. It sounds awful. But uh, it's it's been cool to, to see those grow. Uh, mm-hmm. People people like those. It's all about entertaining. Right, um, right. In fact, it, you know, usually I, I aim to make people laugh. Whatever the hour was, sometimes it's serious, sometimes it's funny. But uh, it's taken away, one, uh, you know, they only get 60 minutes to make a difference every hour. So if I'm going to take a minute away, a minute or less away to, to do those, I made sure, you know, they got to be top notch. Because right. if you're taking a minute away from the host, who people are there for, right. um, you know, they better be, they better be good. Well, you guys are doing a great job, man. I mean, um, th- that show, Appreciate I, that. I love that show, man. And it's like, the, all the what's it, the five of you guys are like just all different personalities and aspects of of the show which is pretty awesome it's fun it's the most fun i've ever had and that's that's not (laughs) hyperbolic at all it's it's hard to believe that this group can come together in any walk of life because even the age range like i'm 28 and then you have michael uh michael k who's in his 50s right and everybody else is in between you know don don just turned 50 and peter's uh, 39, uh, 39 and Andrew's uh, 34. So I mean, we're we're covering all different walks of life. Like we're covering we're covering three decades almost. Right. So right, right, the fact right. that we can all sit around and talk, and you know, we all have interest in the same stuff, and it's it's crazy. Oh man, it's awesome. So I don't know if you can recap or or um, remember. Like, what would you say was like the funniest or top two funniest moments on the show oh man i would say my first summer uh 2016 this dude this dude from north carolina called this guy ray and uh raiden raiden uh so our our show uh is is simulcast on yes which is the the yankees uh tv network and you we will get people that call in that are just Yankees fans. Mm-hmm. Like they don't realize our show is actually a radio show that is on TV as right, opposed right. to a show that's put on by the Yes Network. So sometimes when we start talking about stuff other than the Yankees, people people get mad. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy. 
but this guy Dre, who was in Carolina, he was a big Yankee fan. And he he subscribed to the Yes Network on TV. So you know we're in New York, we're doing a talk show, a radio show about all kinds of stuff. And he was looking for a more so kind of straightforward, sit at the desk, tell me about the Yankees. And so Peter one day was was eating ice cream. <laughs> Peter's a different kind of different kind of spice for the show. And he's he's been awesome. And the show's not what it is without him. And he's eating ice cream. He's sitting there just eating ice cream. <laughs> and Michael went to talk to him. And then the camera showed him, there he is right there, just eating ice cream. And so Ray, this guy Ray, literally just a listener, viewer, he gets so mad that he calls in. And he just rips Peter <laughs> on the air. And it goes on for eight minutes. Eight legitimate eight minutes. Like, check it out on YouTube one of these days. Like, Ray from North Carolina, Michael Kasia. And he just rips him for eight minutes. About, it doesn't curse or anything, but he's just talking about how unprofessional he is and that he's never going to call again and that he hates him and that he, he should go up and walk up and down 4th Avenue. And if, if you've ever been to New York, you know 4th Avenue is like not really a thing. Right. <laughs> and he's telling him he looks like a sloppy hog. And he's talking like a like a southern guy. Like he's got the accent, the draw. Oh man! And it was funny. And and I remember I that, that was one of the rare 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 times where I was actually answering the phones. I don't usually answer the phones. Uh, usually that's Andrew. But I answered the phone, and uh, and this guy just starts talking about how he hates Peter, and uh, and I I put him on hold, and I looked at Andrew, and I just kind of. I just kind of stared off into space. He's like, what? What's wrong? I was like, this guy really hates Peter. And he's like, you think it'll be funny? I was like, I don't know. It's either going to be funny or it's going to be really mean. He's like, you think we should take it? I was like, yeah, I think we should. And it was, it's, it's, I mean, the the Michael K show has been on a long time, but for me, that, that, that's, it's, it's, among the hardest I've ever laughed, like just reacting to anything. It was live on the air. We, nobody was doing uh, anything. Like man. sometimes when, when there's a caller, you kind of you you can turn them on or off essentially. Like there's a, there's there's um, kind of a, a like a meter, if you will. Like you can control their volume whether you want them on the air, or off the air. And I didn't do anything. I just <laughs> let it go. I was like, I'm not gonna play drops or sound effects or like this is just it is what it is it, you ever hear like a like a in in sports where sometimes after something cool happens the announcer just doesn't talk right right like they just let the moment be the moment this was just peter and this guy ray nobody else talked we didn't touch anything we didn't go to commercial we just let it happen for like eight minutes because he wouldn't hang up either he just want he wanted the last word and he said the sad part is he said he'd never call again and True to his word, almost two and a half years later, Ray has not been heard from. <laughs> is that where uh, Peter You Sucks drop come from? Yo, yeah, Peter uh, Peter Sucks. Yeah, that, something like uh, that. I, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah, he, he called him the sloppiest announcer he's ever seen. Uh, he told him to, he sloppy, told him to take off. Is it what a sloppy off. pig? Yeah. Sloppy pig. <laughs> He told him to change his T-shirt and walk up and down Fourth Avenue, which was funny just because it doesn't make sense. Like Fourth Avenue exists, right, but nobody cares about Fourth <laughs> yeah. Avenue. It's like only Fifth Avenue that matters. So it's, it's, everything was perfect. Just that he picked, like he picked, a, he picked the one avenue where it's not really a fit. 
It was, oh, oh, it's, it's still, we still talk about it. Oh, man. Yeah. It was actually the anniversary of it, I think, uh, like two days ago. I, thought, I, I saw the Yes Network tweet out. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it's been... So I think it's been two years. Wow, which is nuts. Uh, that uh, I totally agree. That that uh, and just the expression on Michael's face when it was going on, like <laughs> oh, just his face. He he. No one could believe it, yeah. was, it went on as long as it did. Like people call him a hate Peter because Peter Peter's different than the typical. He's kind of representative of where sports radio, sports media is going. And that mm. he's into other stuff. You know, he has right. a hip hop show he's done for ten years. Um, he's a new works for WWE, but some people don't like it. They're they they want their news, they want their highlights, yeah, which I understand. Just... I'm like that too. But there is time where you want to be entertained, and man, if you were listening to that day, yeah, hopefully you're entertained. I think the mixture of people not liking P- Peter, I think helps the sh- helps the show. I think I agree. Like it's because it's just as funny as <laughs> everything else. Yeah, you want to make people laugh that's the easiest way to, to connect with people and do what we do is, yeah. is make people laugh all right um so as we get we're getting ready to wind down like um what's that product or thing outside of the iphone that you know rj holds close or so feels like it can't do without like an actual physical thing yeah oh man i would say Hmm. That's a good question. I probably would say uh, I have a uh, I there's I don't use it every day, but I have this um, staying with I guess with with technology. Um, I have uh, this external hard drive that I say I have my I have my life on. <laughs> I have my I go on there sometimes and I have stuff I edited in college, stuff mm. I edited and and. And my first job stuff here. I have pictures. I have all my music on there. My, it's kind of my life in a little, a little, you know, four inch by by two inch uh, uh, hard drive. And uh, I, I like to go on there just to kind of revisit different phases of life, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's professional, whether it's pictures, whether it's you know, I, I have all my contacts backed up on there. So it's like you kind of realize what life how fast life changes right uh year to year month to month if you don't um you know i never used to take as many pictures videos things like that but uh, i've learned that i'm glad that i do and i go back on there and i i check out you know stuff from vacations day trips you know anything people i ran into maybe that time you went out to lunch with somebody that was in town because it's, it's crazy how fast life starts to go, man. Like, yeah, And it all true. changes. You don't realize how much your life changes, even month to month, year to year, until you kind of sit back and reflect on it. So I, uh, it's uh, it, it's weird to have your life kind of defined by uh, this is a little a little hard drive. But uh, it, I, I make it a point to kind of you know take life with me wherever I go and, and just kind of keep it up to date that way. I like that. <clears throat> Any book recommendations? Oh, I, I, I tell you what, I, I don't read as much as I used to. I, I, I read, but it's a lot of articles and, you know, things online and right. I'll be on Twitter and I'll, I, that, that makes my train ride a lot faster. Um, but, uh, you know, it took me a while to, 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 you know, you know what, what book I actually just read that was actually really good if, if you're a sports fan was, um, Bruce Arians book. It's called, uh, 
the quarterback whisperer, and mm. it's cool. It's it, it's almost like hard knocks in in writing. Um, okay, because he uh, he doesn't hold back, and he talks about all the quarterbacks he worked with, Peyton Manning and Ben Roethlisberger, and and you know I'm a big sports fan, so I'm reading George Torrey's book now, which I started it when I was a kid. And then I never finished it. And I was like, you know, I'm like halfway through and I don't even remember half the stuff because you're a kid. You're, you're just trying to read the words as fast as possible to turn the page. Right. So, <laughs> so I was like, let me, let me start this over. So, but uh, yeah, he talks about like, like Bruce Arians, how after every, every game, win or loss, he would have a little tailgate party in the parking lot. Like he'd have a trunk in his cooler with wow. beer and soda and water and stuff. And stuff like that, like, you know, you, you would never think happens. And he talks about how he, you know, how he got to be where he is. And Bruce Arians is an interesting dude. He's, he was coach of the Arizona Cardinals. He's the guy that wore those, those kangaroo hats. Right, right. And yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a good, easy, light read. And it, it, a lot of star power in it. Like, he, you know, Peyton Manning and Big Ben and all these guys he worked with. It's cool. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. All right. So what's next for RJ? I'll tell you what, man. I, uh, I've, I've asked, I asked myself that a lot through the years, but this is the first time where you never stop asking yourself that. You always want what's next. You always want the next cool thing. But, man, I'm so lucky to be where I'm at. I, I've, this is the first time I've really slowed down to really enjoy every single day going to work, doing what I do. Mm-hmm. I love the guys I work with. I grew up a Yankee fan, so working with Michael Kay is awesome. Don LeGrock is, Don LeGrock is like no one I've ever met before. He is. <laughs> he is. Like he has the best drops, no joke. He just he he is that way with life. He is animated about life, and that that's infectious. That makes you really go. You go out <clears throat> and uh, oops, sorry. We never. Uh, you never after you meet Don. You never just go out and you just you don't have you're neutral on it. Don has an opinion on everything, and he makes you have an opinion on everything. And and Peter's you know young and energetic and works. He has nineteen jobs. Um, and, uh, and Andrew's awesome. My bosses are awesome. The people I, I've I've never enjoyed going to work more every day. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't feel like work right now. Awesome, and uh, you know I'm always looking at what's next and uh, and stuff like that. But this is the first time where I actually try and take I try and take time. It sounds corny, but I try and take time out every day. And I always wanted to get to this point. So now that I'm here, you set new goals, but at the same time on the forefront in the immediate enjoy every day because these are like sports teams, you know, like shows are like teams. Like, right. Yeah. They don't stay together forever. That's true. Um, you think your window's wide open and then, you know, something happens, somebody gets a new job, blah, blah, blah. And then it changes. You know, we've been together for two years now and I think everybody has bigger aspirations. Um, if, if, if they're honest with you, um, but, uh, you know, individually, but as a team, we click and, and, we all we all there for the same reason. We all know our role on the show, and uh, we all help each other. They are awesome, awesome guys. Uh, Michael, Don, Peter, uh, Andrew, all my bosses. Like they, and that that's not just you know lip service. They are awesome to work with. They're awesome guys. It couldn't be nicer. Um, and it it every day is fun. Man, I'm happy for you, man. It looks like you're really having the time of your life right now. Thank you. I appreciate. It. I, I I try to. I, try, I don't have any worries in life, you know. There, like I said, there's no medical bills. There's, I have a support system. Like, life, this is a, I, I know a lot hard life is, and this ain't it. Right. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I try not to, you know, make too much of it, try not to complain about the little things. All right, so what advice would you have for someone that's trying to get into this industry or already in this industry? What advice would you have for them? Network your butt off. Um I'm not dissuading people from class and things like that. I never been asked once what my GPA was. 
uh, in this industry. This is a different kind of ball game. But I'm not saying don't go to class and all that. But uh, get out there and get the reps. You know, I my college radio station was, um, you know, it wasn't for class credit. It wasn't for money. Um, you're just out there grinding. You're doing it because you love it. And uh, you're going to go through a lot of years where you're not getting paid or you're not getting what you want out of it in terms of monetary uh, benefit. But if you work hard enough at it, you'll, you'll run into the right people. Because if you're working at it, that means you're, you're, you're dedicating hours to it. When you dedicate hours, that's more people to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, never pass on the opportunity to go meet somebody. Um, if you know one of your coworkers, a host says, hey, you know, come out for a beer, watch a game. Try not to pass on it because you don't know who you know what information they have, who they can introduce you to. You know, maybe they, they maybe that's a test they want to get to know you to see down the road. Hey, if I get my own show, hey, if I get this, maybe I want to pull this 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 gal or this guy on it. And mm. Always network. I mean, I think that goes for anything, but in, in network, you're behind off because you never know who you'll cross roads with down the path, uh, you know, down the road. Like who who gets a, a show, who moves this. It's true of any walk of life. You know, maybe. You know, maybe that that person that you know is a uh, is a realtor. You know, sells houses. Maybe they go open up their own branch one day, and now they might want they want to make you their quarterback. You you're the person that's leading the charge, who's out there trying to make the first sale. So you never know down the road who you know who's going to go out and who and what they're going to do. Like surround yourself with good people, successful people, the people that are that are around me that are successful. I I, I gravitate to them. I try and figure out what they're doing, why they do it. Okay, they come in. You know, I heard Rick DiPietro said when, where, uh, the old goalie for the Islanders when I first started wa- uh, working with him. When he came into the NHL, he would say, okay, who's doing what? They're successful. Okay, they drink three cups of coffee a day. Should I drink three cups of coffee a day? <laughs> like you figure out what they're doing and you, you, you break it down into a fine powder and you figure out why they're successful. And that's, that's as much fun to me as anything. It's, it's figuring out a different way to, you know, to, to have success every day. Dude. That's um, awesome advice. I could attest to that, like doing this podcast and just relationships that I've built through it have almost basically changed my life. Yeah, and I mean, you're out here like, you know, you're not, uh, you're not, you don't have all these headline Geico sponsors and things like that. But this is like what I'm saying. The first stages are not like you're doing it because you love this. And that's cool. Like that's. And it, t- it took a little while to nail down the schedule time, and I thank you for that. But that, that's why stuff like this is cool, and I, I appreciate you having me on. Like, you're out here doing this because you love this. And one day you're like, maybe, you know, maybe there's one day where, where Daryl's on, I don't know, like ESPN, Fox, and, or, and it's like, oh, man, we're doing that podcast when it was, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning on a, on a Thursday. But, but you'd, be, you'd be shocked, man. That's how it happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to lie. Like, it's open doors for me. It's caused me to go to conferences and podcasts live there. You know, it's just been, it's been, it's open doors. So I'm not even going to complain. But I, I cherish the relationships that I've built. I think that's probably the most valuable thing about doing this. That's what makes it fun, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, if people want to learn about what RJ is doing, where can they go to find you? You can find me on any of the social media, and this is one of the this is one of those cases where I made uh, I made a handle that I never thought anybody would care about. My handle's radio underscore Randy, and there's two things about it. The underscore I, I, I I'm a self admitted underscore hater. I think it makes things complicated. <laughs> but I tried when I made a Twitter handle, I couldn't find any all the stuff I wanted was taken. Like RJ, I can just remember my name just. Two letters. RJ was taken. My actual full name is taken. RJ Santillo. And it's not me. 
So I was just like, you know what? I got to get something. And so, you know, radio. Okay, I do radio. Uh, my first name, my full, my first full name is Randall. So Randy short for that. So that's how Randy came about. My dad's Randy. I'm a junior. That's where the, the J comes from, my name. But uh, I, eventually I just had to get something down. I had to get the ball rolling. I had to get a name. And so uh, then I copied that over. But uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a self-loathing uh, promoter, I guess. <laughs> and you could always hear his work on the Michael K show, a well-known show. So you guys check it out. Hopefully you do. I appreciate it. Dude, thanks for doing this, man. This has been awesome. No, no doubt, man. Thanks for having me. And, uh, and good luck with this. This was fun, man. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope it brought you some value. Um, I hope it brought you inspiration. I hope it made you laugh. I hope you, you know, it was just a good, entertaining episode. Um, remember to go to iTunes and leave a review. Subscribe. That really helps the podcast to grow on iTunes. Um, it helps it to, to, to be featured and to just help the podcast to be more known to more people that in turn, more people can get helped. And of course, I love to see the written reviews and to um, hear your feedback, hear what you have to say, hear how the podcast has impact you. So thanks again. Be blessed. <laughs>